On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks build up a 21-point lead and almost blow it to the Los Angeles Lakers. How do the Mavericks stay firm and stay composed and get this win? And late in the fourth, Luka calls for the mismatch against LeBron and takes advantage of the matchup in the fourth quarter. We'll talk about that. Break it all down on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. We're getting closer to a thousand subs. Thanks everybody for subscribing and join us. And and did I say a thousand? You said a thousand. Plus 10,000, 11,000 is what we're creeping up, was what we're creeping up to. And uh, joining me, as always, keeping me honest, co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The LeBron lover, the one more thing king, what you Whoa, got for me? You're doing so good with nicknames. <laughs> what is going on? I want to give a shout out to Devin. Devin shot me a DM earlier today and he said, you know what he said? He said, I just want to, I just want to say thank you for enjoying the Lakers being as bad as they are because <laughs> he enjoys it with me. Shout out to all the people driving to work this morning. And you know what you could think about if you're, if you're like just dreading your work day today and you're like, yeah. man, today's going to suck. I have a ton of meetings. I'm wearing some dumb outfit. You bought it like Macy's or that, something. That person in my office is 100% going to say something to me about something that I don't care about today. And like, you just know yeah. it's coming. That comment. I don't know why that's the worst thing in the world when you work in an office, but it's coming today. It's the worst. And all you got to think about is Russell Westbrook bricking a bank <sighs> shot. You can think about Luka Doncic literally calling for the mismatch on LeBron James and just just enjoy enjoy just soak it in the Lakers being bad. I just I love every bit of it. There's nothing like beating the Lakers. It's it's great. And they are quite bad. I mean, they're very bad right now. They are now uh what is it? I mean, they're seven games under 500. They're in the play and they're closer to the yes. 12th seed than they are to the 8th seed. Right now, if you just look at the standings, uh, I think StatMuse tweeted that out. But uh, yeah, that Lakers team is is bad. But the Mavericks uh, got to win, keep the win, absolutely. And there's so much, <laughs> there's so much to talk about in this game. We have to. I, I almost feel like even before, even before LeBron and Luca late in the game, it's Luca's putback dunk. Luka Doncic did a thing that I, I didn't. We we continue to be surprised by Luka Doncic on this podcast. We have now covered Luka every single year in the NBA. We we covered him a pretty decent amount before coming to the NBA because we were doing a lot of draft prep on him, and we were all for Luka then. We've been like on the Luka the train run. I was gonna say that we've done the Olympic runs now. We've done we've done all of it. We've watched Luka so much now. Watched every single minute of his NBA career, preseason, regular season, postseason, the Olympic run, all that. And yet, this is a thing that absolutely floored me today. Was Luca after a Spencer Dinwiddie missed corner three, skies for the putback. I mean, absolutely got air that I just did not expect him to get. Did he push on Dwight Howard's shoulder? No, he did not. No. Not at all. He just gets up there and puts it down, and the whole world was shocked. I was, I was sitting there, but I was sitting right here in this chair by myself, just mouth agape. 
just trying to get the clip up as fast as possible on Twitter and just like speechless. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know how to react. There's a lot of times when big moments happen in a game, I'll, I'll stand up, I'll freak out. Um, you know, I'll, I'll pound my chest a little bit. Uh, the other day, my son was like, too loud, papai, too loud. He told you and, too loud. Yeah, too loud, papai, too loud. And uh, <laughs> my wife was like, it's okay. He He's excited. It's He's passionate. It's like, okay. I know your what? son. He's never that loud, right? Never. He's the quietest little, little kid. Never at all. <laughs> I love my guy, but, uh, but no, I was, I was more stunned like you than, than I was like freaking, it was just, you never see that. I mean, even Dorian Finney Smith, you know, post game said that he thought it was Maxi and, you know, you know, Tim McMahon tweeted out that quote. If you haven't, if y'all, you guys haven't seen it, but yeah, Dorian's like, yeah, I thought it was Maxi until he came off the rim. And then we saw it's Luca, you know, everybody had their jokes about it after game and, you know, seeing the, you know, Steph, you know, graphic designer uh, for for the Mavs, she tweeted out a video uh, after Amazing. It. and Amazing. it's it's incredible. But it also has a slow mo of the bench reaction and you can see all the guys, even like Moses Wright, new new Mav Moses Wright going nuts. Bobon's face, Reggie <laughs> Bullock's going nuts. It's like I mean, that was I mean, they're going to talk about this like Luca's probably going to like frame this. This has to be a Luca Instagram <laughs> post. And this like the the picture that is going around of like from above the rim, his eyes are shut, which is makes it even better. Yes. And I it's just it's a great play. But let, let me like let me I'm watching this right now and Tim Hardaway Jr., broken foot and all, is like standing up screaming, yelling. You know who's yelling the, one of the loudest though? It's Jared Dudley. <laughs> Let's go. My guy. <laughs> <laughs> speaking go of. read my piece on maps.com. Speaking with, of with Jared Dudley. Uh but I, I want to turn it back around real quick. Was that the biggest moment of the night? Because I almost think that the singling out of LeBron at the end of this game, like almost overshadowed the dunk. I was like, nothing's oh, going to be sure. this dunk. But then when, when it was like, even though it wasn't like, I mean, you know, Twitter's going to make it seem like it was like 10 straight possessions, even though it was just a, a few possessions, they literally were singling out LeBron as a mismatch on defense. And, Luca took advantage of that. I, I think that's one of the bigger moments. What was more surprising, that putback dunk or the fact that not only did Luca call for the the switch with LeBron, but Jason Kidd called for it as well. You and I went, both went back and rewatched the the last couple of minutes there. Four minutes and forty two seconds left. Luca calls over Dorian for you know for a switch. He Dorian has LeBron James guarding him. Luca had somebody else on him, and they you know. Dorian screens for Luca. They get the switch. LeBron is now on Luca. Luca is now ISOing on LeBron. And if you go back a little bit farther in the footage, you can see Jason Kidd yelling at yelling at Dorian Finney Smith from all the way across the gym saying, Doe, 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 just like yelling at him. And then he comes up and sets the screen. Uh Luca then fades the left side of the rim, makes it makes a shot there. The very next possession, Jason Kidd looks over at Reggie Bullock, who has LeBron James guarding him and points at him and and motions for him to come up to Luca and he calls for it again and that's when Luca gets the alley-oop to Dwight Powell so he got an assist on that one a made field goal on the first one three minutes and 15 seconds left Luca is now calling for it we didn't see Jason Kidd on this one but Luca calls for you know whoever is uh LeBron is guarding to come up they get the switch again and then he hits that floater over him 
Uh, and then it happened two more times where he, you know, Dwight gets the offensive rebound that was absolutely massive with a minute left. And then uh, he missed a floater late in the game. So it was only five possessions at the end of this game where it was Luca with LeBron guarding him. But they seemed so massive because it was such a big turning point in the game. And I, I think it's it's surprising for some people because it's like that, you know, that's when you go at your biggest you know, your biggest mismatch, right? Like that you have to have the bucket. It's it's not like he was going after him, you know, the first quarter. It was the game's on the line, biggest moments of the night. You're going for your biggest mismatch. And that's what they were going after was LeBron guarding Luca. Now I'm not surprised that Luca scored because LeBron's defense hasn't been there for a few seasons. So it, it's just he turns it up when he needs to, but during no, the, I mean come in, on. in games like this, it's, it's one, he's not. always been overrated defensively. Two, the defense. I, say, well, I, I can't say one little small positive thing about LeBron before you're like jumping all over it. No, I'm just saying I don't think his defense has been. Even, I've seen LeBron play plays plays some solid defense uh, on Instagram. Or did Clutch put it out? <laughs> I, I didn't know if you. I didn't know if if Rich put it out or not. If it was on a. Do you know that like, LeBron James is a good or? scorer? Do you know? Do, can I can I say that at least he scored yeah, a lot of buckets? Yeah, in his, he had some great shots tonight. God <laughs> bless. Um, he's but but it's still surprising for some people to see LeBron James, who's been on the All Defensive Team like so many times over the course of his career, still a really really good player at this point in his career, to have Luca call him up. And I think he he did that for a couple reasons. He thought he could get could get by him. But then he also, you take LeBron out of the play. I think Matt Moore was the first one to point this out, Lockdown Nuggets podcast. He pointed out that when LeBron is, the, one of the benefits of having, you know, Luka ISO on LeBron is that LeBron is no longer a help defender in this play. So he can't just come flying over and block the shot of Luka or come over and, you know, from somewhere else closer to the basket and double team Luka. Because that's what the Lakers are doing this entire game was double teaming Luka, fly, sending someone over to fly over and double Luka so he could get the ball out of his hands. If, if LeBron's chasing Luka from behind, then all of a sudden somebody else has to come over and double, and that's just going to be a mismatch no matter who it is on the court because the Lakers are going real small. Yeah, actually, let's take a break. And coming up, I want to continue this conversation because there's, uh, you know, I said my, I did a piece with Jared Dudley came out uh, yesterday, but there's a, a portion of that that I want to wrap into this LeBron conversation that I think... Uh, can play a part in. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about how the Mavericks actually got down. They had a 21 point lead at one point. We'll break that all down and, and uh, talk about Isaac's great piece on Jared Dudley and why he matters for the Mavericks going forward. We'll talk about that coming up before we do NBA fans. You're looking for a daily fantasy option. Maybe you've joined us since the Cowboys have now been out of, of the, you know, <laughs> the NFL playoffs and the NFL NFL is now over. You're back and joining us. You want something, an option for daily fantasy for the NBA. Check out PrizePix. It's an award-winning app. It's daily fantasy made easy. We love this app. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on an entry. If you just, It's just you versus the projected numbers. Not anybody. You're not going against anybody. It's not a pool of people that you're going against where they have all these like servers and things that they are calculating algorithms and all kinds of things like that. PrizePix offers a variety of options. You can get any prop from points scored to rebounds, even steals, and you can do mixed sport entries as well. You can do... NBA, you can do baseball if they ever play any games. You can do all kinds of stuff as well. For a limited time, PrizePix is an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users will get $50 for free if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point, but you must use the promo code NBA. That's right. 
This is an exclusive offer avail available to all Lockdown Mavs fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA to get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Prize picks. Download the app today. All right, Isaac Harris. So let's get into this game a little bit. The Mavericks. Can, can I say the Dudley thing real quick about LeBron? Oh, I thought we were going to tie it in seamlessly and look like really professional broadcasters, but go ahead. Uh, you said about the game. You went back to the game, and I, I, well, thought, I thought you were going to tie it into the game. Here, I'll, just, I'll just drink water. I, I just want to say, when, when I hung out with Dudley after practice, we were talking about just how, how important it is to be a player's coach in today's game and how important it is to be able to relate to these guys and talking to a couple you know different players maxi dorian jalen brunson tim hardaway in this story jason kidd after practice one day about the whole like why why it matters to have a guy like jared dudley that just finished playing basketball and when we were talking about it and one a lot of mavericks defense this year credit that to frank vogel system because there's a lot of vogel stuff as far mm -hmm. as the mavs defense goes with kid and jason dudley. kidd credits it and so does dudley yeah so so anyway, when we were talking about just the relatability and stuff, he was he was talking about a scouting game and so much of you know, he loves scouting. Jared Dudley does. And he said, you know, we were talking about the first Lakers matchup in December. He said, you know, because I played the game, because I know LeBron, I know these guys. He's friends with these guys. He says in the story about how LeBron, Russ, all those guys wanted him back, all this stuff. He's like, I was telling Jason before the game. They're going to they're gonna put LeBron on KP. I'm telling him this is the matchup. Jason's asking him. He's like, what? And he said, they go out, they put LeBron on KP. You know, this was in December. He said, like, it's stuff like that. It's He said, like, he knows what these guys are doing. And it's just, I, I wonder how much this game had won. I wonder if this game was a scouting game for Dudley because they split all oh, the games 100%. up for each of the, you know, each of the assistants. And each assistant gets like 10, 15, 10 to 12 games where, that they scout. Where basically cheer. you do the homework on the game, right? Yeah, you yeah. watch a bunch of their games. You see what they're doing. You, you watch try at least five games. Of yeah. them before your before that game, you come and with the scouting report. And one of the quotes in your story that I thought was really good was Dudley said, "You can't BS NBA players. You have to do your homework. You have to come prepared. You have to know your stuff." And so Dudley, uh, instead of doing the normal, what was the the number of normal scouting? It's games? like ten to fifteen somewhere through there. He's doing twenty nine this year. That's a lot. He's, yeah, Dudley, Dudley's doing some homework this year. It's a lot and because he knows these guys. And even talking to Maxi, some of these guys in their quotes are like, yeah, well, you know, Duds, he just finished playing. So he knows. He knows what some of these guys are going to do. So I wonder, to tie it back to this conversation, I wonder how much of that was a conversation of D Dudley kidding them saying, hey, I know Braun. Braun's tired right now. Like, <laughs> I play with Braun. I know I we could tell it. It's not, you know, it's not just him like acting like he's tired. We know he's tired. We need to go after him. I wonder if that relationship, you know, played into that. Yeah, for sure. And there's talk of a, a, a knee situation with LeBron, too, that he's playing through. I mean, he could know more about that than the rest of us. And uh, and he could have known that, right? And be like, hey, let's call for this matchup. And also know that none of the other Lakers defenders out there are, any, are good help defenders. It's just LeBron, right? So if you take yeah. away that strength from LeBron, all of a sudden you have a I'm much Malik Monk. I mean, <laughs> is Melo flying over there? Is Westbrook flying over there? I, I don't think so. He needs to fly somewhere. Westbrook wasn't flying anyway. He was flying home is what Westbrook was doing. Um, but the Mavs in this game, they get they get up to a 21-point lead in the second quarter. That second quarter, it just looked like everything was going the Mavs' way. The Lakers actually held a lead through through most of the, the first quarter. And then the Mavs just came out in that second quarter. They're absolutely flying. They scored 41 points. 
It just looked like everything was going right for them. They hit six threes. Dorian hit three threes. Brunson hit two threes. Dinwiddie hit a three off the bench. He also scored a couple points, and it was just that bench unit. We've been we've we've noticed ever since the the Dinwiddie and Bertans acquisition that those guys have shored up that bench to where now the Mavs bench is even more of a strength than it was. Right, the Mavs at the beginning of the season, Mavs bench was their strength. It was the reason why they were winning games because Luca was a net negative on the court when he was playing at the beginning of the season. Brunson and the bench unit were absolutely holding up their end of the bargain and were the reason why the Mavs were winning games. Then at some point, Brunson went to the starting lineup. Tim Hardaway Jr. got injured, and then it changed to where the Mavs bench was nothing, and they were getting four points, you know, eight points off the bench on any given night. And now it's flipped all the way back to the Mavs bench is now a big strength. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dinwiddie, you know, he had 14 tonight, so he broke his, you know, 20-game streak there. Um, but even that, I mean, I think he's averaging what 18, 19 points since the all-star break, you know, coming off the bench, but you know, the Mavericks won three quarters in this game. They, you know, they went into halftime up by 15 and I was, I was writing notes. Three quarters, not the third quarter, right? They won one first quarter, second quarter and fourth. Not the, Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that. uh, Dreadful third quarter, (laughs) but I, I wrote this note. Because it reached a point to where it looked like they were just going to run away with it, right? Like, yep. I mean, they were about 20, was it 21, right? There's a high, yeah, they got the a 20 lead point again. lead. And it just, it looked like, I mean, the Lakers looked old. The Lakers just looked so out of it. I literally wrote this as a note. I said, this feels like a three on three tourney in my hometown. When you have the, <laughs> when you have the group of bankers who play lunch ball, who used to be good back in the day. And then they play the college kids, and you just feel bad for them playing against the old dudes. Isaac is writing like fan fiction on in his game. That's, that's literally <laughs> my, that was literally my game note because I'm like, this is what it feels like. I mean, shout out to the hitting. bankers in Campbellsville, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just give away my hometown for? <laughs> um, we've, we've said it before. Um, but no, it's uh, that's just how I felt. I never thought the third quarter was coming. I this Lakers team it's so I texted Nick I said I love this Lakers team (laughs) and you're like they're unbearable to watch I'm like no 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 I love watching this Lakers team it is one of my favorite teams to watch and then they freaking came back and I was so pissed I'm like you can't lose to this team it was as if the first half did not happen right it was as if that first half was was it just a completely new started game in the third quarter and the Mavericks got completely away from what was working for them in the first half the Mavericks had um they had 34 points in the paint in the first half and you go to the the third quarter and they had only 10 points in the paint and you're just like what happened like what happened to this team they only scored 14 points overall they were taking a bunch of threes they were one of nine from three they were six of 19 from the field they had six turnovers they averaged 12 a game the Mavs averaged 12 turnovers a game they had six in the third quarter they had six fouls as well 14 total points and Luca played the entire quarter. It was, it was yeah. like one of the worst quarters I think we've ever seen that Luca plays the entire quarter. And that that looked like a classic hangover quarter, right? Like where you would expect the Mavs had a day off in LA and they went out and this could have been a first quarter. If this was a first quarter, we'd absolutely yeah. be saying, well, this is a hangover quarter. But since it Lu- came in Luca's the third. Luca's birthday. Yeah, right. It was Luca's birthday. Everybody went out and celebrated. And uh, and but now that it's the third quarter, it's so strange that this happened. But uh, the Mavs well, got re- I, they got really complacent. I thought. Yeah, well, it felt like deja vu, except the other way. It was like right. this was Golden State game. It's like what? I mean, it felt like that type of you know that type of vibe there. And I just I I just got pissed. Like I I was so mad. I just stopped. I stopped texting and everything. I'm like I I don't. <laughs> I hate losing to the Lakers, but to you know to be up twenty one and to let them come back. 
But man, I tweeted this after the game and I said, you got give it to the Mavs because they're going to have about every type of win under their belt by the end of this season. And we talk about all the time. Hey, you got to win. You got to be able to win different ways. Blowouts, you know, beating the bad teams. They beat the bad team tonight. They, you know, they have the like, you know, you go against the stars. You got to be able to change. You go small ball, all this stuff. And tonight what happens? They, They go up 20. They let a team come back. And not only come back, I think they went up by like they were down by like six or seven with like nine minutes to go in the game. Is that right? Like in the in the fourth, uh, maybe even less time than that. And they came back and won. It's like a, a new type of way. It's like they're over there like trying to create. Hey, what's a scenario of a game that we haven't had yet? Because <laughs> yeah, we need right. to try to win every way possible. We'll talk about why it's important the Mavericks are winning games in different ways. We'll talk about how much of an impact Spencer Dinwiddie had off the bench, as well as Jalen Brunson had a, had a bounce-back game. We'll talk about those guys and why they're so important for the Mavs going forward coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I ate one for breakfast this morning. Hey, which, which flavor do you have? I, I The moment that I opened my pantry and I dug in my Built Bar-like <laughs> basket yes, and I are, found a coconut <laughs> brownie, oh. I freaked out. It's great. The coconut brownie chunk is the best bar. Isaac, you don't even like coconut, right? I don't at all, but I do Not on this at all. bar. But you like this bar because this bar is incredible. It's so it's like good. Drug. You will you will be yeah, you'll be very surprised how good this bar is. You can get it at built.com. Uh, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your entire order. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They actually don't have coconut brownie chunk available on the website right now because they sell out so fast. We try to tell you guys, they sell out these bars. Mint brownie is on sale right now. That is an incredible bar as well. That one is a great one. The churro puff bar, I also love. That has marshmallow in it. So go check it out. Built.com for the best protein bars in the world. Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris, let's continue with this game. Again, the Dallas Mavericks get the win 109 to 104 against the Lakers after going up by 21 the Mavericks uh, basically blow the lead, but uh, I got a new I got a new drop for you, and I'm excited about this one. Shout out to Ian Eagle on the call on TNT. Doncic, saucy, <laughs> saucy. Doncic, saucy. I love that one. Doncic, saucy. That was a, a layup in the first quarter, but um, but Luca in the fourth quarter, I thought came up big. Uh, and he closed. He closed again, right? It's the same kind of win that the Mavericks had the last time we talked about this, where they have all of a sudden this infrastructure where they can win if Luca's not playing his best game. And I don't think he played his best game. I saw no. uh, one of our friends um, that runs a big Mavs account tweet out, Le- Luca just out-dueled LeBron in, you know, in, in national TV. And I was like, yeah, in the fourth quarter, he out-dueled him for those last couple minutes there on a couple of those plays. But if you look at his stats overall, I didn't think he had the, a great game. This is not like a Luca. 35 point, 12 board, you know, 15 assists type game. It was 25 points, eight boards, five assists. He had six turnovers, missed all five of his threes, was nine of 21 from the field, missed four free throws. You're like, he didn't have the best game. Like, it wasn't just this incredible, all of a sudden, Lucas gunning for the MVP type game, but he closed when they needed him because they had other guys yeah. that contributed. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was those buckets late that it felt like it was weird because after he scored his last bucket there in the fourth, it felt like, Oh man, does he have like 35 now? And then you look at it, and it's like, all right, well, he didn't really score that much in the fourth no. quarter. I mean, LeBron and actually outscored him 26 to 25, if you want to just take the straight up numbers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like LeBron had 40 either. I mean, LeBron no. had 26 and 12, but, you know, more efficient across the board for LeBron tonight. But yeah, you know, I look at Jalen Brunson and one, I was watching him in that third quarter and I was getting frustrated, but it was more everybody. 
in that third quarter. And you know, he was four of six tonight. And go look at some, you know, from when three. you're looking at the what? He was four of six from three. Yeah, four or six from three. And when you look at guys, you know, you're trying to build these teams, you know, a, a team around Luka Doncic, our whole thing, didn't witty anybody. Can you hit a catch and shoot three? Yep. And go look at Jalen Brunson's catch and shoot threes for this season. Because that's that's a thing. It's like, yes, can you defend that? That's a you know, if you're gonna play alongside Luca, all that, can you get your own shot? But one of the biggest things if you're gonna play alongside Luca, you gotta be able to hit the three in a catch and shoot scenario. And Jalen Brunson's doing that season. It's over 40% this year. And like that's huge. And all four of his threes tonight, catch and shoot threes, knock it down. Like he's reaching a point now to where I'm like, oh, that's good. Like that's automatic. Yep. And I, I wasn't like that the past, you know, few years. It's massive. And this was a game that that Brunson can play in, right? This is a game that we know Brunson can yeah. thrive in. This was not a game where I was looking at it and say, ooh, this is not like the Jazz game or the Heat game or the Warriors game where I go, okay, I'm watching this game to see if this is a game Brunson can play in, right? I, this wasn't a game for me like that where you, you go into this game thinking, all right, let's see if Brunson can play. But he has to take advantage of the ones that he can play in as well. And so he did in this one. 22 points, four assists, uh, four steals for him as well, and four threes. Those are a really good game for him, a good supporting role. Dinwiddie didn't have as good of a game as he's had in the in the last couple, and so Brunson stepping up was massive for this team. And uh, yeah, he's he the Mavs need those three guys. Two of them have to be on at all times, right? <laughs> like only yeah. one of them can kind of be off. Uh, and Spencer Dinwiddie was sort of the guy that was off, but fourteen points, nine assists off the bench. You take that every day of the week, I think. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, how many times this season have we had a guy, you know, just scoring double digits? I mean, the other night we were just talking about, you know, the whole bench scoring like four points or eight points. In that <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, tonight just wasn't Berton's night. I mean, over four from three. It's like, hey, you just you just didn't have it tonight. It was an off night for him. I uh, think when I he tried to take, I have a theory. I think when he tried to take that charge from LeBron, that kid looked at him and said, "Okay, I don't think I don't think this is a Berton's night," and just took him out. I don't I don't know if he played the rest of the game. Uh, I, I w- he played four minutes in the second half, and I think that I think Kid has a like a litmus test about Bertans. Okay, if he hits a couple threes, and I can tell he can defend in this in this matchup in the first half, I'll play him more in the second half. That's my theory going forward, and this was not one of those. I will say the big rotation in this was it was a little the little off for me, a little weird that you know Dwight played twenty minutes, Maxi played twenty seven. You know when you're you're facing a Lakers team that doesn't really have you know he's not out there. You know, the great future Hall of Famer DeAndre Jordan uh, was waived. <laughs> Gone. Um, you know, they started LeBron at center. So, you know, that I mean, I, I feel like tonight, you know, Carmelo, like Dwight, God bless him, you know, came in for his four minutes and got put on the poster. But it's like they were small most of the night. And there were a few times, especially in the second half and in the third quarter, I'm like, why, why are we why are we big right now? Like, so, why do we have a big out there? I felt that same way until that fourth quarter stretch. A couple times when you know when Le- like when Le- LeBron got switched on to Luca, there was that uh, f- with four minutes left, Luca got the assist to Dwight. He threw it up for him for the alley oop, and he was able to oh, get that the put- nasty. Yeah. He was able to get the put back. That was a good one. And then um, with forty two seconds left, Bullock misses that three from the corner, and Dwight gets that offensive rebound, and that was massive. I thought that that was. I, I was surprised too that Dwight was in there. And usually, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that Isaac and I have bemoaned Dwight's defense and rebounding and all kinds of stuff. But in that kind of a matchup, when he's up against guys like that, that he can still defend because he's still staying in front of Carmelo. He's still staying in front of 
and, Taylor and, Horton Tucker and LeBron. Like, I think and, that's the thing, too, is like if LeBron. he couldn't stay in front of LeBron, he's probably not out there. No, he's toast in, in that matchup, but he could. He's athletic enough to do that. And so having that extra size against a team like that helped on the margins. Those two plays right there down down the stretch where he got the alley-oop assist, you know, he got the alley-oop with Luca the assist and then the offensive rebound that won them the game. Yeah. Yes. Yes. On the margins, this is a close game. You get those. I don't know if that the, offensive board those, won in the game, but if those two I think plays go play. the other way, then I mean we were talking about a different game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I he doesn't Dorian lob Bl- it up for Brunson. <laughs> he doesn't lob it up for Bullock. <laughs> go get it, Brunson. <laughs> they need to be doing lobs to Luca, I guess. But, I guess. Uh, I thought Dorian played another good game. You know, he had the LeBron assignment tonight. You know, mm-hmm. basically from opening tip, but. You know, six of ten for him, hit three threes in this game, nine rebounds for him. I mean two offensive rebounds, Isaac. Did you know that he's a great <laughs> offensive rebounder? Um I have one non-game question to ask you, and unless you have some something else about the game. Yeah, no, Dorian Dorian I thought was great. It's another one of those games where you just like, that's why you pay him, right? That's why you pay him thirteen million dollars for sixteen points, three, three, you know, threes, a steal and a block, a couple assists as well. In the post game. Dorian was was on the the podium, and then in the middle of it, all of a sudden, he just gets this question from way in the back. He, like on Zoom, you could just hear it way in the back, and it's Theo Pinson that came in and said, "Dorian, Dorian, why are you scared of twenty points? He's he's had one twenty three point game this year, and still hasn't gotten another one. Uh, and he said, "Why are you scared of twenty three points?" And then they kept talking back and forth. Uh, that was a pretty fun moment in the post game presser. But um, but yeah, Dorian proven that you know th- th- with with Dinwiddie as well now. The Mavs only need a couple role players to play well, right? Like your margin for error just goes down so far because it used to have to be, you'd have to have Dorian, Reggie, Maxi, you know, Josh Green or somebody. You have to have two of those guys play well. And now it's kind of only like one, right? Yeah. As long well, as you get those yeah. two of those three ball handlers to play well and at least one of those role players to play really well, then that's recipe for winning games. And I know we talk about the trade, you know, in the sense of, hey, we traded a big for a ball handler and a shooter and like basketball fit wise. That's true. But, but something that something to ask ourselves is in which the Wizards could be doing this because of how bad they are. But like KP still isn't playing. Like, yeah. What if they didn't do the trade and KP's still out right now and we're going through all these games without Dinwiddie and Bertons? How many of these games are we like losing over this, you know, over this stretch that? It's just a question. I don't know. I don't know how bad KP's injury is for Wash to be holding him out. But I got a question. Do you draft Bronny to get LeBron? <laughs> if, you're, sure. if, you're Mark, if you're Mark Cuban in two sure. years? Sure. Mark Cuban's not sold on it, but maybe the Mavs still do it. I, get, I mean, what what are we talking about? Is it this year? It's not this year, right? No, it's not this year. It's like 2024. That's if he's good enough to come out after one year. 2024. Because he's a junior right now. He's got to play senior high school. Then he's going to go play one year of college, probably. And then then he could theoretically come he out. He may not have he's... to play one year of college if they're oh. if it's 2024. How long have they been sitting on that high school rule? That's true. I mean, I don't know if that could get changed. Didn't we like, think it was so supposed quick. to be 2022 was supposed to be that year? Well, that would have to change like like now, like really quick for him to be eligible for the draft after like next season. Yeah, but it, realistically, it's like a couple summers from now. Uh, we all saw the LeBron high, you know, the LeBron quote. You know, LeBron's got to put the spotlight on him in All Star Weekend, and actually, <laughs> well, anyway, he put and, the spotlight on on Rob Palinka, I think, a little bit more than he put it on himself. <laughs> kind of, but LeBron's got 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 to write that narrative, LeBron. <laughs> um, but 
That's the, that's your favorite thing about the NBA, isn't it? It LeBron <laughs> LeBron and narratives is unbelievable. I like how media falls into this. That, that was one of those moments where you don't have to watch the video to know exactly how Isaac <laughs> felt about something. Just that little exhale of the breath. You could tell like you could just you know what the look on his face was, oh, man. Um, Le- LeBron obviously said, hey, he's like, hey, I want to play with Bronny, his son, you know, whenever he comes into the league. So whoever gets Bronny, um, you get LeBron. And yeah, so. I just I speculated on it, you know. I, I did the solo pod coming out of All Star All Star Weekend, and I was like, "Hey, what owner out there? What owner would be really like gun hole about it?" It's like I'm just going to do this to get LeBron <laughs> and just like embrace it and be all about it. I wouldn't know any owner who would do that. No, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's a couple years from I'm now. I'm just I'm kidding. There are definitely owners that are going to line up to do this, like. And I could definitely see, like, I could definitely see Mark Cuban doing this, right? Like, I mean, this is... We haven't said this in a while, but loyal listener to the podcast, Mark Cuban, if you're doing this, let us know. And come on the pod if you're going to if you're gonna sign, if you're going to sign LeBron and draft Bronny. Let us know. I, th- I think he did give a quote to somebody out there. It was I, I forgot what the source it was. It's like a sport book, sport track, um, something. Uh, I, I did see a Mark Cuban quote about it, about the possibility of drafting Bronny. And uh, if the quote is real, he made a joke on there about about not burning a second round. Like he's not just going to burn a second round pick for the heck of it. And I just laughed out loud at that because um, we've definitely burned some second round picks on some <laughs> other you know things. So uh, anyway, I think it's a it's definitely something that will be fun to speculate on of what and to see if LeBron is really true to his word on that, right? Because. Is he going to give up a chance to go for a fifth ring? Sports uh, grid. Sorry. Sports, sports grid. grid. Like, would LeBron give up a chance to go for his fifth ring, which, I mean, he would desperately need to even have a shot at. Where? At go- I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> He's not doing it with the Lakers right now. But what if, <laughs> what if like, the Pacers draft Bronny? Is LeBron going to Indiana? LeBron, Brogdon, and Halliburton can win the title. And Isaiah Jackson. It's like 39-year-old LeBron. But, uh. Anyway, Luca might be saying, "Hey, I want Braun. Give me Braun. We could be looking what at What a two- bet to have on the team though. 2 years from now, LeBron and Luca and Bronny. What if he's more moved in like the Vince Carter level of of Don't ever a veteran. Put LeBron and Vince Carter sentence with me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever speak Two that players much. that are good at dunking are LeBron and Vince Carter. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> anyway, there you go. That's the game. The Mavericks get the win. Tomorrow we're going to break down more about this Mavericks team, and uh, then we'll have the Warriors game on Thursday. That is a, a pretty big game as well. And then Saturday we'll have a post game for you against the Kings. Check back with the podcast. Subscribe if you're not. Guys, thanks so much for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown NBA. Tomorrow I will be hosting with your boy Big Dave. He is awesome, and we'll be breaking down all the NBA action, so you can check it out today and tomorrow. In uh, in 30 minutes, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Maps.